You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Joe Wood, and we're joined by Jim Scott today from Iris. Hi, Jim. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you, Zoe. How are you? Oh yeah, really, really well. We've um, we're just recovering from our whole, well, fun fact, fun filled week of bookkeepers uh, boot camp, which was it was incredible actually, wasn't it, Joe? We had about twenty sessions last week, and uh, just so many bookkeepers joining us. It was absolutely amazing. So yeah, we we're just how, how getting. Many, how many bookkeepers did you see? Um, on some one of our our first sessions, we had over two hundred bookkeepers there live with us at eight wow. o'clock on a bank holiday Monday. So uh, I think it was very, very much needed at this time of the year. We were focusing on setting our goals for the new year and bringing ideal clients into our businesses and really setting ourselves up for success for twenty twenty two. I think the timing was good, um, but yeah, lots of really great momentum and lots of engagement during the week, which is what we're all about, really. And hopefully, some people who are watching this now will. Um, ask us some questions as we go through as well um yeah it, it's been a really amazing week so just get I think just like getting back to normal with lots of new members have started working with us on our success program as well so we've been meeting them and making sure that they're onboarded really well so yeah I, th- I think uh, everybody's just warming back up after the Christmas break as well so that's a good, good way to start yeah yeah definitely it's been a, it's been a really good start to the year how are you how's everything going with you Really good, yeah, really good. So uh, we, we've uh, we've started the year uh, at a really fast pace, which is nothing new for Iris. Uh, I'll uh, hopefully get a chance to talk a little bit more about who Iris are, what we do, um, and 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 how that impacts on bookkeepers uh, throughout the UK and further afield now as well. Uh, but yeah, it's been a it's been a really fast start of the year, which is which is good. No rest for the wicked, yeah. as they say. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, we we actually met, didn't we, at the Accounting Web Live Expo? Yes, I think did. Elizabeth said you must meet Jim, and we had a brief chat there, and then we sorted out this podcast. Um, and I wonder whether you want to start by telling us a bit about what you do at Iris and what Iris do as well. Yeah, sure. So I'll um, I'll start with uh, with my background actually, because it, it I've been around uh, accountancy and bookkeeping software for almost 27 years now, which is uh, um, a, a long time. I, I worked for, for the same uh, bookkeeping vendor, uh, one of the major vendors in the UK for, for around 20 years. I left there about five years ago uh, and I've done quite a bit of consulting. I set up a small business. Um, so I've uh, I've had the benefit of working with bookkeepers uh, as, a, as a small business owner as well, which is uh, gives me a really good line of sight as to the, the, the tangible value rather than the, the kind of conceptual value that a bookkeeper can can offer and an accountant can offer for that matter as well. Uh, And then I joined Iris in March of last year. So the role that I have at Iris is MD for the accountancy business. Um, Iris is one of the biggest privately owned software companies in the UK and it it operates across three main sectors, uh, accountancy and bookkeeping being one of them. Uh, another being education. So some of your uh, your, your viewers and listeners might um, might use some of our applications actually if they have kids in, in schools which use Iris software. Um, uh, and then finally, we've got HR and payroll solutions as well, which which again, some of your guys might well bump into from, from time to time. Um, so Iris is, uh, is, is 43 years old. We've grown consistently over that period. Uh, and, and really the, 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 the I guess my my mission at Iris is to be the ally of the accountants and the bookkeepers 
across the UK and further afield. I think Iris is a, a very, very unique business in as much as the, we see the bookkeepers and the accounts as our customer, not as a route to customers, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. So it, everything we do, kind of my thought processes begin and end with accounts and bookkeepers. Right. Wow. It's, it's so interesting. And I think when um, I started in um, <clears throat> practice, you know, Iris was used a lot in the in the larger practices. Do you work with smaller businesses now, smaller like sole practitioners, etc.? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we we are, absolutely we do, and and actually um, we have as many if not more customers in 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 that part of the market now than uh, in 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 the other tiers of the market. So we have products like Center, like TaxFiler, uh, and, and and other solutions as well in market today, which are aimed directly at. Um, you know, one man band or na nano accountants, nano bookkeepers, people who've, who've kind of um, broken off from bigger practices, perhaps, and set up in their front room or their bedroom or wherever it might be uh, to help serve uh, a small group of customers. So, yeah, absolutely. We've got we've got products and, and we do serve that part of the market as well. Fab. And I think and Re I can see Rebecca's watching this on YouTube and she's used Iris products when she's worked in practice and um, in a bigger practice. And I know like Centre and Taxfiler will be names that a lot of people are familiar with who are within our community. So um, what um, what Rebecca said is that she loves the support that she's had when she's worked with Iris in the past. Um, and it's it's probably a good time to say to everybody that we're really excited to announce that Centre by Iris is the new sponsor for the Bookkeepers podcast. And uh, and that came about really because we had a conversation with Elizabeth, who is in your team. And Elizabeth said, you know, we really believe in what you're doing here, growing the community. And, um, and I believe that's why you wanted to be a part of the Bookkeepers podcast, to be able to reach more bookkeepers and help bookkeepers in goals of achieving you know what we're all about we're we're about building businesses that work for you around your family or whatever your commitments are and hitting your personal goals and um I know we've had a lot of momentum over the last 12 months particularly also but just to hear other people saying I'm noticing this and and we need to be part of that is um really fantastic so thanks for being yeah. here today to talk to us Jim no no my pleasure Fab. Well, so we said we'd jump on today and we talk about technology and how things have changed and what's coming up for the future. You've been in the industry for a while, Jim. What what have you seen change since you joined the accountancy and bookkeeping industry? Wow. Well, the, the when I joined, I, I was uh, I used to sell DOS based accounting software or bookkeeping software. So that that just that shows you how long I've uh, I've been around this stuff. Um, so, so the first thing uh, that, that I've seen major shifts on is the is the technology. There's probably three three things I think is the first piece is is the technology itself, um, and obviously you know we've gone from DOS and th through through Windows, and now we've kind of moved on to the second thing, which is is the evolution of cloud, and I think cloud um, cloud solutions are are the first port of call today for people who want to. To set up um, in in a, a bookkeeping practice or an accounting practice, that's what, kind of where they go automatically, which is is absolutely the right thing to do. And I think that's partly driven by the technology, but it's also driven by the 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 desire for things like remote access or easy access or uh, centralized um, uh, repositories for data or for 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 documentation and things like that. So that that's a, a real big shift in terms of where the market's gone, certainly over the last five to 10 years. And I think finally, the um, which is not, not so much a shift, but I think it's becoming more and more prevalent 
is the motivation of small business owners to want to do bookkeeping. Um, I think that's a big that's a big change, and and uh, a lot of vendors have tried to make bookkeeping more attractive or cooler or um, you know. But but the 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 bottom line is my experience. Having run a small, I've still got a small business, and I ran that small. I've run that small business for about six years now. And I have zero interest in finishing up a day where whether it be working for Iris or working in a small business and coming home and having to do my own books. So I think there's a um, there's a real opportunity, I think, for bookkeepers moving forward to, to leverage that and to really lean into the fact that, you know, if you're running a, a florist or if you're running a consultancy or if you're running a gym, you want to run the gym, you want to run the consultancy. You don't want to be sitting at 11 o'clock at night doing double entry bookkeeping into an application. So there's a real opportunity there, I think more so than ever, given the fact that we've got people setting up in businesses at a rate that we've never ever seen before. So I think some of, it, some of it's technology and I think some of it's social, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it, it really does. And we had someone on the Bookkeepers uh, Bootcamp last week talking about the fact, you know, the different areas of the business and how you know, you need somebody in marketing and you need someone to be the key person of influence and the sales guy. And then you've got operations and then you've got finance. Mm -hmm. And many people going, setting up a business tend to be the ones that are passionate about selling, passionate about being the face of the business. And maybe they're very confident with doing the do. They're very good at doing the operations, but the bit that always gets left behind, unless you're qualified and love and like full on geeks like us guys, is the finance and yeah. when that gets left behind it really means that the business struggles and at, even if that's a business that's growing at you know a rapid pace actually sometimes massive growth can and if you haven't got control of the numbers can be the quickest downfall of a business so we really have got that but we also say to our you know our people in the community that make sure that you are focusing on the finances of your own practice as well because we're very good yeah at doing this for other people and sometimes we don't make sure and we'd like to say you know be your own best client make sure that you yeah. are trying out all of the things that you want to do for your clients and make sure you're providing that to yourself but it's so interesting yeah where we've seen that just because it's accessible and it's no longer um software that you have to buy and buy a disc and it's very heavily invested and that's why we left it to accountants just because it's a monthly fee that you can pay for this software for doesn't mean that it's something that business owners want to do or should be doing. Um, and there is a yeah. massive opportunity for us to educate and say, you get on with doing what you should be doing best. Um, and maybe uh, maybe leave the finance side to an expert who knows and knows what they're doing. And um, I mean, we see it all the time. We have conversations all the time. I, unfortunately, I have conversations with people that are paying for people to do this stuff and it's still not done. Um, so I know that we have... Um, there's a lot of lot of room to grow, and I like the fact that Iris um, see us as the the customer, and not access to somebody else. Because we really uh, we all get a bit annoyed when we see someone saying, "Oh, it's really easy to do it. You can do yeah. this on an app," and you know they're not mentioning any of the prepayments, they're not mentioning any of the reconciliations, they're not mentioning any of the knowledge you need to know to make sure whether your tax returns correct. And um, we do all get a bit frustrated. So um, it's good to know that Iris is seeing it differently. Um, so, okay, so Iris has been around for a while, a very long time. And, Almost um, as long as me. <laughs> right, well, no, actually, that's not true. They've been around a lot longer than me. <laughs> 
so with regards to you know we've seen a massive shift with technology and i think like you say the social aspect of and it, it used to be something that um accountants were doing something that none of us knew about mm. and i think um information means that we can actually go onto youtube and have a look and understand what's going on I, I mean i joke which is it's not funny but i think i was working in an accountancy practice for nearly a year when i was 17 still had no idea what we did there like i literally was like what is what's the end goal here i had no idea what a set of accounts was yeah. completely clueless uh, maybe i was partying too much of the weekends but i don't know but i knew my job was a bank wreck but i didn't know what the point of the whole thing was and and that but that's the thing nowadays we talk about a lot more things that you know and on social media lots more business stuff's discussed what what do you think is going to come what's coming in the future what's what are the plans that iris have and you know you, i know you've acquired some businesses hmm. what's the purpose of that what what's coming up in the future okay so i think um i'll answer that in two ways i'll answer kind of from a market perspective what what what, what do we what do we what do we think is going to happen and then maybe touch a little bit on on, on some of the things that we're we're doing to address that i think from a from a market point of view i think a lot of the compliance work um, in the in the near term or in the in the in the uh, the months and years to come, a lot of compliance type work will become automated. Where there's closed loop type activity, I think that's going to that that ultimately is going to start and be engineered into bookkeeping applications. So, what what is that? What are the consequences of that? Well, I think for for your audience, what that means is, in theory at least, um, theory is a wonderful thing, but in theory at least. That means that they could potentially have more time. Um, you, you know, the the the, the if the compliance work is taken care of, what do they do with that additional time? Well, that that's where you know I think Zoe, you mentioned a little bit earlier that the opportunity for bookkeepers to add real value to their clients might be around you know giving a line of sight into things like cash flow or you know you know where the opportunities may be to invest in the future, or you know just general conversations about how how to optimize the business. And I think they're the, they're the sorts of things that, that we're looking at really, really closely within Iris. Um, we're also building out um, a, a kind of common platform. We, we, we call the platform Elements and Elements will incorporate uh, practice management, which, was, which was, is the center type offering and also the tax filer offering, so the compliance suite, as well as a bunch of other advisory type solutions as well, which could look at things like cash flow and, and so on and so forth and and, um, and help bookkeepers and accountants to to offer considered counsel based on their knowledge. Because I think bookkeepers and accountants are in a really unique position in as much as they see and can aggregate knowledge from, from industries, from uh, geographies, from, you know, whatever it might be. And they can offer advice and insight to customers, which goes beyond the numbers that they see within their own business. So they can say, you know, with, with you know, hand on heart, they can say, look, I've seen this 10 times before or whenever I've seen this in the past, this normally follows. Or, you know, you may want to think about this to avoid that. And, and they're the sorts of things where small business owners who don't think about the finances, to your point, Joe, and, and they're, they're focused on, you know, they are the, the technician of their business or the salesperson of their business. And that's what they've got to do to stay alive as, a, as an organization. Um, that line of that line of sight and insight and, and that quality advice from a bookkeeper, I think, is, can be incredibly powerful. So I think that's probably, you know, it's, that's a really broad answer, but I think that's the direction of, of travel. I think that's where we're that's, headed. 
Oh, this is really interesting because like we've been talking about the social side of things and this is sort of going into like the kind of person you might be in the future if you're a bookkeeper yep. or an accountant. And this yep. is actually really changing the shape of what this profession looks like. I think that perhaps there was maybe, well, certainly when I joined the industry as an accountant, I would definitely have uh, connected with the idea of being very introverted, believe it or not. And uh, like I was like a girly swat at school and I love my maths and I wanted to like keep my head down and get the things done. And um, and actually to be able to excel at like delivering those kind of advisory services where we're giving more insight and build. And if we've automated this part, what we're kind of trained to do, we need to actually have a completely different skill set or approach to everything we're doing really it's gonna it's gonna really change do you, what do you think we need to focus on now then if we, because there are a lot of people in our community who have been in the finance world for a long time and have maybe left corporate or industry roles and they're now setting up their practices a lot of our bookkeepers are parents and working around their families and uh and they're like well actually I could do some bookkeeping here but now they're entering the industry and we're saying well actually this is very different to what you think you signed up for <laughs> Where, what do you think we really need to work on to make sure we can be really good and ready to tap into that opportunity for us to deliver advisory in the best way? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I think there's a couple of things. So in, in the six years that I've had my own small business, I can say categorically, I have not once had a bookkeeper knock on my door or make a phone call to me and say, would you like me to do your books, right? in six years, right? And and so for me, I think the first thing that we need to think about is how do we market ourselves or how do we attract new customers or how do we secure longer term relationships with, with prospects? So I think that, that, that is something that, you know, social media can help with that. Um, but actually, you know, any bookkeeper, you know, this afternoon, given, given a couple of hours, could walk down the high street and walk into, you know, have a face-to-face -face conversation covid um, notwithstanding, but you, you know, in, in theory, at least you could walk into any, any business, speak to the proprietor and talk to them about the value that you could bring to the business. So I think that that shouldn't be underestimated. Um, and I don't think it has to be overly salesy either. So, you, you know, you, to your point about being introverted, you know, I don't think it has to be overtly salesy. It can be just an offering of, you know, this is, this is just to let you know that I'm here. This is what we do. This is how we might benefit your organization. You know, if you ever need any help, give us a shout. You know, it could be as simple as that. So I think that's the, the first thing. And I think the, the second thing that I'd, I'd encourage everybody to think about is the creation of your ideal customer journey and, and how you want to take a customer from that initial conversation through uh, a, a kind of an engagement, sign up, completion of the kind of bookkeeping or compliance type work, and then how you wanna usher them and move them on to more advisory type solutions. There'll be a way of doing that that you feel comfortable with. And if you kind of you, um, you kind of walk the customer down that path with you, you're much more likely to be able to have that meaningful conversation at the right time. And you'll know when that is. Um, there isn't necessarily a right or wrong answer to that, and it'll be different for everybody. But if you design that experience, and live into it, you'll be able to create systems around it, which will save you time. Um, you know, you'll be able to automate it where it's appropriate. You'll know when it's the right time to buy software applications that will help you with it and, and when you can do it manually and, and so on. So I think they would be my kind of two 
off the top of my head, two pieces of advice I'd give on that in that context. What do you think is going to happen to technology then? So we're going to we're going to have more automation of compliance. We're all going to be doing more advisory. We're all going to be better at speaking to our clients. I hope. Yeah. Or we're, we're yeah. going to have longer relation. We're going to have longer term relationships with our clients. Where our clients, I mean, MTD is going to make this happen anyway, isn't it? We're going to be yeah, speaking yeah. to our clients more regularly. They'll come to expect. Hopefully, this will actually change the way the whole profession's viewed. We won't be any more sort of putting this. Oh, I never hear from my accountant. They only get in touch at the end of the year. They're going to be like, "Is your account my account? Does it like this? Does your account?" Yeah. <laughs> I hope. I don't know, but that's what I like to think is going to happen. Um, what do you think? What can happen next in tech? Like we were talking to Lara Manton last week, who's a bookkeeper. She uses a stream deck. She was like, she had all the buttons programmed to do all these things. I didn't even know, like literally no idea. But um, it was like you press a button and all these particular automations can happen. And um, and so it's not just about software. It's about technology we can bring in and like robots who can do work for us and stuff. Like, do you think we're going to, what What do you really think is coming for us? Um. I'll probably be retired before the robot thing sets in, I should imagine. But um, I think where, where we're probably headed is I think that there will be um, one of the challenges, again, as a small business owner, and I guess it's the same for accountants and bookkeepers, you, you kind of have to design your technology stack because if you if you don't kind of make conscious decisions, you end up in a place where you've got, 11 different apps doing 24 different things. None of them talk to each other and you end up having to you know, quadruple enter information, whether it be client management versus marketing versus whatever, whatever, whatever. So you need to kind of think really carefully about how do you platform something or how do you ensure that the technology that you're investing in for the, for the good of the business does all of the things, both front end and back end that you need it to do. So I think things like platforms will become much more prevalent and, and and the aggregation of uh, data and, and the kind of sharing of, of client lists and, and, and pieces of insight and information will become more and more important. So I think that's 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 the, fir the first thing. And I also think technology um, where it where it hasn't quite caught up yet, I think there will be in the in the medium term, there will be a need to supplement that with services. So some vendors will will provide, uh, technology to a point and then supplement that technology with service provision so it may be that the bookkeepers can can think about you know in the absence of um you know complete closed loop type automation are there parts of what they can do that they could outsource if they're doing this on mass is there things that are less profitable that they could outsource elsewhere to free their time up to get to more profitable conversations with the client so i think um having access to that through technology will will also be key but i think that's probably um the, the the platform piece and the aggregation of information and data and automation are where i think we're, we're headed in the in the kind of short to medium term yeah i mean i i went to the digital accounting show and they were talking about data mining and mm. all of this stuff and i was like what my brain just i think there's that there, i think at the moment in the industry it's like so vast people's knowledge of this and i think that us in our community we're at the forefront we're always searching we're always looking we've got a lot of people that i mean some of the lists of these app stacks and things that people use and these different connections and things are just like what how do you i don't know how they do that yeah. but um 
and and the way that they automate things so that they can re remain a one-man band yeah. but offer lots of different things and really leverage their time is like really really clever so i think there's still a long way to go because like you say there are so many things out there but maybe they're not all talking to each other and i know you can get zaps and things these days but um i think yeah i think we're still in a really exciting exciting time but there's i mean so many people that and so many um accountancy practice owners that are still back in the 1990s yeah. okay they might not be on dos but there's definitely on desktop yeah and they've not and they've not changed from that and they've still got whole rooms full of paperwork yeah. Um, and they've still got sending out juniors to collect paperwork and dropping paperwork back. You know, that is that is still a lot of accountancy firms reality. So the fact I'm sitting in my garage and I've got an employee in Portugal, I know that I'm at the beginning of but there's still I know I've got a long way to go. Um, but I, that's why it's so great to be part of communities where we push each other forward to say and introduce you to all of these different things that are out there and these possibilities. So, okay, so with Iris being, you know, Iris has obviously decided to acquire Centre and Tax Tyler. Yep. And that's obviously, you know, forward thinking, because I would, you know, I think of Iris from right back at the beginning yeah, of my yeah. accounting journey and practice journey. So what what was, what was the uh, reasons behind this and what's the plan for the future? So the, the reasons behind those types of uh, acquisitions are, 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 are pretty straightforward, actually. So you, you, you look at um, that part of the market, that, that kind of entry level um, market, and, and they are the, the bigger practices of tomorrow. Right. So it doesn't take um, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to, to figure out the fact that we need to kind of build relationships with with the smaller uh, practices today to help them to grow, to, to go on their journey, uh, but but to do that with Iris or with Iris Solutions. So the the, the center application uh, in particular was something that it happened just before I joined the business, but I was, you know, I was already in conversations with Iris at the time. So I was delighted to see that that, that acquisition went through because it's highly regarded. It's incredibly functional. Um, it's, you know, bleeding edge technology. It, it you know, it, it's everything that you would want a, a development of that kind of, ilk to be. So um, once we got our hands on, on center, we, we started to really uh, look carefully at how that could evolve to help us to build out in the platform, the elements platform. And, and there are parts of uh, that, that functionality, are parts of that, that, that product and, and um, the infrastructure that it, it, it has, which will help to serve, as will TaxFiler and other, other applications as well, help to serve the evolution of the portfolio moving forward. So um, it also, you know, it's got it's got raving fans. You know, the the vast majority, uh, vast vast majority of people who use Center are incredibly enthusiastic about it. Um, they are, um, you know, they, they they are they are fans as opposed to users of the product. They have their own communities. They talk to each other. They share best practice and so on and so forth. So that side of things is um, is really uh, is really interesting. And and technology wise, I think you'll see a lot more coming from uh, from from Elements and from Center. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a raving fan, and um, I was a raving fan when Iris acquired um, Center. And what I got from the team um, was very much that Iris wanted to learn as as much from Center um, as it, as vice versa. You know, it, it was very much like um, you, it wasn't because you worry as a when you love a product so much and you worry when a big company comes along and yeah, acquires yeah. something you 
my goodness, you're going to swallow up everything that's yeah. good about that. But what's really stood and, you know, continued to be proven is that Iris, it's, it's very much, you know, Iris want to learn from all the good things that Centre have done, just as much as um, Centre as a new, new entity could learn from them. So it's, it's been, you know, I've experienced exactly the same fantasticness from Centre um, on that journey, which is, which is great. And yeah, we are, we are raving fans and we do absolutely love the product. And you're so right because my business is able, has been able to grow massively with using Centre as a product because I've got so much more visibility on what everybody's doing and everyone knows, you know, as obviously I had to put in everything at the beginning of like the systems and that, but now everyone follows that and I can see what everyone's doing. So it's, it's great. Yeah. And we, we do, we have a webinar with Centre next month. We're just going to be, um, we're just finalizing that we will get that sorted. Um, so yeah, it, um, Nicola said it took me a while to get set up with center, but I love it now. Endless possibilities to manage workflow and tasks. And that is the thing with any software, isn't it? There's always, um, there's always a, that hill you have to climb to get it working properly and you have to invest that time. And as a business owner, it needs to come from you. You can't get yeah. you know you can't outsource that when you want something to work really well because it's that thing of getting everything out of your head and putting it into a system um but the great yeah, thing absolutely. is they've got a massive support you know they're really they're great account managers and things yeah i think the the, the initial investment of time you're absolutely right Joe. that that comes with any any type of software particularly workflow type software and, and I think one of the things that Centre encourages everybody to do when it does it really well, it's a very intuitive setup process. What it encourages everybody to do is evaluate the workflows that you use within the business and whether or not you want to use the kind of out of the box type workflows or whether you want to, you know, customize them to, to suit your own your own needs as an organization. And I think that that sort of thing makes the setup as in relative terms, as painless as it can be, but there will always be with with any software. You know, there's always going to be a, a setup requirement, and and you know, once you get it running um, and it meets your needs, that's when you can really kind of put your foot down and feel the benefit from it. One of the things you said a little while ago, Jim, was uh, I wrote it down actually um, that we are the the practices we are the bigger practices of the future and uh we just want everyone listening to like remember that because we uh lots of new members have joined us over the i mean actually our community's grown by about two thousand people in the last four months and uh, lots of new people have joined us on the program and uh, who are at different stages lots of bookkeepers have been running for a long time and others are brand new and actually still waiting yeah. to leave a, a job or working their notice and uh, and I and we really do have this tendency to keep ourselves small and um, and to think it's actually I just need to earn I don't know two thousand pounds a month. But actually, if we can see ourselves as the bigger businesses that we can be in the future, and we can go through and invest that time in the workflows, like if you're bringing something like Centre into your business, and and if you treat your business as the business it's going to be in several years time when you've got to wherever your bigger goals are um, you can put the stuff in you can put that work in now to say well actually when it isn't just me in the business when I do have the other people in who are going to be supporting me what will I want this workflow to look like so that I can remove myself from those tasks that are taking like you said Jim at the end of the day in your small business you do not want to go and sit down and be doing your bookkeeping or whatever that sort of operational 
part is that could be outsourced like where do I bring the value to my business and if I can systemize this part if I can document it and actually center have given me a, a workflow that works for lots of people anyway um how can I set this up for my business now so that I can bring someone else in to do that so I can go and do the good stuff where I can um, make the sales and and add the value and the advisory stuff that um I'm meant to be doing I love that I'm going I'm to tell everyone, think of yourself as the bigger <laughs> practice of the future, because that's really, that's what we've got to remember, isn't it? Yeah. We've got to treat ourselves in that way and and go and look out, like you said, about making conscious decisions about your app stack. And it really is like, what do I want my business to be like? And what do I actually need to do to be able to make that happen? Um, just going Absolutely. back to that. Sorry, go on. No, no, go, go ahead. Go. I, I was I was just going to say, going back to that point about that app stack, what do you think bookkeepers really need to have um, within their app stack so that they can make sure that they are building a business that's fit for the future? That's a great question. Um, I think, I think for, first of all, there's, a, there's, there's some fundamental uh, decisions I think they need to make around which which bookkeeping application or applications they want to align themselves with. So do they want to learn or do they want to use multiple applications or do they want to use one? So do they want to use a zero or do they want to use a sage or do they want to use cash flow or whatever it might be? Um, so I think that, that fundamentally that, that, and that's a bigger decision than it might appear as well, because it, it, it kind of precludes you sometimes from conversations with prospects. Cause if a prospect is already using uh Sage and, and you've made a conscious decision not to not to, to to work with that product that precludes you from that conversation potentially. So that's a bigger decision than it might sound. I think beyond that, we need to think about things like uh, customer management, um, which which obviously Centre does, workflow management, which Centre does, um, and and others. There are other practice management solutions out there for 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 the benefit of the tape. Um, but that, that's the sort of thing that I think is really important is to get the, to your point. So to, to start and line these things up as early as you can. The other thing that I'd start and encourage people to think about is what other applications could you could you ask the client to use to make your life easier? Right. So our, and, and here I'm thinking about things like um, OCR, receipt capture type technology, the desks of the world where you, you could um, you can make your life so much easier if all of your receipts are captured electronically and the data is fed back into the applications automatically um, rather than getting the you know the proverbial shoebox full of receipts or the 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 um, Sainsbury's bag full of receipts that that sort of thing those types of applications that you could kind of ask your clients to use or recommend your clients use or even resell to your clients for that matter um, those types of um, uh, systemizations will make it easier for the client and ultimately will make you far more efficient and effective, improve your workflows, give you more time to add additional value back to the conversation we had earlier, and, and potentially over time begin to increase the value that you're able to get from each of your customers, both in terms of the monetary value, but also the, the exchange in value in, uh, that you offer them as a, as a provider of service. So I think you need to think about things like the, you know, the core application, your workflows and customer management, and then what applications could you advise the customer use to make your life a little bit easier? Thank you so much, Jim. That's so helpful. And uh, yeah, um, it, you're helping lots of people that are listening as well. I think it's, um, I, I know that Miss Finance is just uh, starting out. So it's really interesting 
to hear it from your point of view, all of the different ways and ways to think about it. And it's great, I think, Jim, because that you've got a small business yourself because that gives you massive insight into um, the issues that business owners have and how bookkeepers um, can really help. And uh, thank you so much for your time today. Um, we really, really appreciate it. Um, we know you're a very busy man, so we do appreciate it. And um, we're looking forward to having Centre on uh, with us for a webinar um, next month. So get registered here and uh, we, will, we will be speaking with Centre more closely next month. You can really deep dive into that. Um, and we will, we're hoping to get some bookkeepers on there that are using Centre, myself included, to give anyone some insight that's, that they need to see how it can work for them and their practice. Um, any other things that we've got to talk We're about? going to, um, no, we're going to have a podcast with Centre as well next month to find out more about how bookkeepers are using it to grow their practice. So just wanted to say a big thank you to Centre and Iris for supporting us with the bookkeepers podcast. And thanks so much for your time, Jim. How can people can how can people connect with you if they want to find out more about you and more about the center and the iris products? Yeah, of course. Um, so you can find me on LinkedIn um, or on Twitter, uh, which is Jim Scott underscore UK on Twitter. Um, and you know, happy to connect with anybody on on LinkedIn if anybody has any questions or anything that I may be able to help with. Uh, I'd be very very happy for for people to to reach out and get in touch. Perfect. And thank you everyone for joining us today. And uh, and we will be back next week for another podcast. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks everyone. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers podcast with topical bookkeeping chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.